2: Hello everybody, welcome back to Tokyo Skimmers. I'm Simo, joined by Jake. Hello guys, welcome back. We've got a rather crowded schedule this, this week, don't we it mate?
1: It's a busy one, but you know, it's, a, it's the Christmas period, there's a lot of football, which means a lot of conversation to be had.
2: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of podcasting to be done. So we're doing the review show on a Thursday, which we don't normally ever do. Uh, but we've got to do the review today and then the preview tomorrow, so a couple of busy bees over at the Total <laughs> Right, straight to the elephant in the room. Slaven Bilic has been fucking sacked, mate.
1: Mate, following a draw against Man City. Yeah, um, do you know what was? It was. It, I heard that he was rumored to be sacked, and I was like, "All oh, right, that's that." You know, maybe he's got another game to sort of save his his job, and then it was like, "Boom, gone." And then, obviously, the breaking news was: Big Sam is back. <laughs> no, we put a poll out on Twitter, and we asked. Was sacking
2: Slavan Bilic the right thing to do? And the majority, it was 84%, we had about, I don't know, 20 something votes or whatever. 84% of people said it was not the right decision to do. Now, I'm going to probably upset a few people here, and I totally agree that that, um, it was harsh for uh, Bilic to be sacked. I'm on board with that, right? I'm not an (laughs) unsympathetic monster. But when you look at Big Sam's record, He's An expert in this, he's never been relegated. Mate, he has a 54% win percentage in the Premier League. I, he's saved four clubs four times. He's done this before, done it with Palace, he's done it with who else he's well, done it with. Uh... Got a list here Blackburn, yeah. He did Blackburn, didn't he? Sunderland, he did Everton, Sunderland, Even
1: Everton
2: to be fair, Evo, yeah. Of course, when he'd been at Everton, yeah. And he was probably treated a little harshly at Everton as well. Um, and I think. You know, if his record stands and he does, it will be a good appointment. If West Brom stay up this season, it will be a good point appointment. Do you really think they're going to stay up with Billich?
1: To be honest, I didn't. I, I, like you say, while initially my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, that's harsh, um, the more I sort of think about it, I think it's very, very smart from West Brom. You know, they're, they're 19th, seven points, if anyone, I think they've only won one game or season, and I think that was against Sheffield United um so i think if they were going to do it now's the time to do it it's about to be january we're going to probably see quite a lot of signings come in uh big sam bringing in the players that he sort of he knows and he's, he's he's probably had his eye on for a while if he gets back into management i do think it's i think it's quite savvy to be honest um only, obviously only time will tell whether it is going to work off for west brom but my initial knee-jerk reaction was that's harsh, but after sort of thinking about it and sitting down and sort of reading some things and you know big samisms, I actually think it's I think it's a quite a wise move from West Bromwich Albion.
2: Yeah, so we're, in, we're both quite in that in that brutal camp. Yeah. Obviously, I would like to see a manager sacked, and especially a manager that has been in a game as long as um, billich and has that sort of credibility. Um, I think it was always going to be a struggle, and me and you said at the beginning of the season we never really backed West Brom to be able to stay up because we didn't really, we didn't really think they had the quality, yeah, to be able to do it, and that was kind of apparent. Obviously, we're thirteen or so games in now, and, and you know it was it was very much, and the writing was on the wall that unless they started picking up points sooner rather than later, it was probably going to look like they were going to go down. And I do think it's a bit savvy that they've 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 got big Sam in this early because it gives them a lot longer to work with him um or him to work with the players um and plus he gets a full transfer window. Um I think that was maybe part of the reason is that if they were going to get another manager in they probably wanted him to have a transfer window. Yeah that so we'll need to see what they, they're doing. I'd imagine it'll be quite a lot of loan moves um and, and and uh probably more physicality in midfield as well. Um I think that you they could do what Sheffield United are doing and maybe just leave it a wee, a wee bit too long. I say that as I've got the Sheffield Man United came on in the background <laughs> and Sheffield are, are winning within the first five minutes. Obviously, I don't think I don't think that makes up for the, the horrendous start of the season. Um, yeah, unfortunate for for Slavan, but you know, Big Sam's back. <laughs> I quite like
1: Big Big Sam's shithouse. <laughs> Do you know what? I I agree with you. I I think. You know, I've I've seen doing the rounds on Twitter. I've done a few have a lot of um, like big Sam quotes and stuff like that, and it's been brilliant. Um, I'll have to find it and I'll share it on our Twitter page. But some of the stuff that he said uh, about other managers or the managers have said about him, and just his replies and his wit, I I I love Big Sam. I think he's brilliant. I think he's hilarious as well. You know, and yeah, the I I I thing a proper. Character. What I like about him is you know he's got a style of football and it works and he'll stick to it religiously. He's not someone that's, you know, going to go, "Oh, I'm going to try and change the way I play." You know, it's it's the classic um 4-4-2, four, four, isn't it? I'm going to play 4-4-2 four, yeah. four, <laughs> and we're going to play that and if there's going to be no deviation from that and if you want to if you wanted someone else to do something different, you come to the wrong guy. But he's proven that it works. So, you know, <laughs>
2: That will be the big thing for me, whether it works out or not. If he decides to stick to his guns and and play the football he knows works, I think I think you know West Brom will be successful in their campaign and, and manage to stay up. If he comes back to a point to prove that, that that he is a more expansive manager and and can field a team with more creativity and and more entertaining football, I think he will drastically fail because <laughs> there's some teams in this league that will seriously. Um, exploit a team trying to play beyond their quality
1: yeah I agree I th- but I don't think he will try and deviate I think he'll stick to what he knows and, and good luck to him I think um, it'll be interesting to see how West Brom sort of whether they have the instant bounce back um, you know they're playing Aston Villa at home on Sunday so local derby it's potentially set up for big Sam straight away isn't it to uh,
2: come in and make himself a hero that is mate that is Right, let's go over to Wolves Chelsea. Um, a thoroughly deserved win for Wolves. I ended up watching uh, most of the game back, and I was really, really impressed with Wolves. They've went back to the old um, system of uh, that sort of three-four-three three, or five at the back. Is uh, well, uh, this, to be honest, the wing backs get so, so <laughs> quite forward to the point that they kind of almost look like midfielders. Um, I think. Daniel Podence and Pedro Neto have started the season absolutely superbly, and they don't seem to be missing Jota too much. And it it was a good player for them, but I don't think he was a key player for them, and I think that's why they were they're willing to let him go for the right right money. Um, but yeah, a thoroughly deserved win for Wolves uh, home over Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea looked much to be
1: much to be struggling in this match. They didn't play particularly well in any of the pitch. No, they've. Um... You know, they haven't won they haven't beaten a team in the top ten all season, have they, Chelsea? Um and yeah, I agree. I like I like Wolves, I like their style of football, I like the way they set up. Um, I think they're really good sides when when they wanna be, do you know what I mean? So there's occasions where I feel like they just don't perform and they have a dreadful game a couple of times and but then they, they always seem to, to be able to turn it on and you know, they were I I agree with you, I think they were bang on the money for that game and they would deserve the win and um yeah I, I I think I think Wolves I think they just need to be a little bit more consistent in my opinion. Um they've got the squad, they've got the players to be able to to, to get into Europe. Uh, they just need a bit a little bit more consistency in their play.
2: I think so as well. I do I do agree with that. Um, Kai Harvard's struggling probably a good bit more than Timo Werner adjusted Premier League, role. I would still say that Timo Werner is um, struggling, maybe lacking a bit of confidence, although he is playing well and you can absolutely see um, his quality, he has missed some amount of chances, some some amount of clear cut chances you'd expect in a player at that level to be putting away um, Kai Avert's not really justifying his selection over players like Jorginho or even Billy Gilmer, the Billy Gilmer put, recently put in a man in a match performance. Uh, and Jorginho and Billy Gilmer and obviously Kovacic normally gets annoyed. Um, I've got to be looking at that and thinking, you know, what do I need to do at your start? Because he's on and he's came for big money and he's he's not doing the business and we've just lost to Wolves.
1: I agree with you. Um, Havertz is, you know, he was, he's always, since he was, I think since he was a kid, he's always been, you know, um, tip to reach the, the sort of heights of, for Germany, like German football, isn't he? And become, you know, their next really big star. Um, uh, ever since I've heard of him and, and watched him play for Leverkusen, he's always stood out to me as someone who can be really, really good. But, you know, this season's an anomaly. It's a strange season. He's joined, not really had a pre-season with the squad. Um, he's come in, big money, a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of pressure on Chelsea as well with the money that they spent. Um And uh, it's not worked out for him at the moment, but I personally, I think he'll come good eventually. He just needs, it's, you know, it's time, isn't it? He just needs time. But we know in football, you don't always get that time. But um I, I can see him, you know, maybe not this season, but if to next season, if he, you know, if he turns it on, he'll, we'll see the real sort of Kai Havertz, the reason Chelsea paid that money for him and the reason that he was... Um, Rated so highly in Germany
2: I think so, Well, I've seen him in uh, Europa and Champions League as well um, Playing really, really good football And I think he is international capped as well Um, I want to talk about the forward line uh, of Chelsea Because they've spent a lot of money on it And it's a subject to have a bit of conversation Um, And I've got to say, right Do you know what looks really, really good for me right now? I know he's not back yet But um, Pulisic, Zayic and Olivier Giroud I think would be a tasty, tasty front three. I know Timo Werner's with the one everybody wants to sort of rant and rave around. The is turning to the Premier League like a, like a duck to water. He is absolutely superb. The passes that boy can pick, the runs he can make, um, his technical ability, uh, he just such such a good player. He's in his prime years as well, and he needs to be first pick. And I don't see how you could you could leave out Christian Pulisic either because he is just the he's probably almost on the same level of. A dribbler as um, Eden Hazard, and he is pretty much going to be that one for one. If he continues his forward trajectory and his development, he will he will go to the very very top. And um, Pulisic,
1: yeah, I like Pulisic a lot. Um, I was hoping that Liverpool would potentially sign him when he was linked. Um, obviously we went when we have been to see we've seen him, we've him live. Seen, <laughs> we've seen him live yeah, in Germany you know, when we've been to see Dortmund. He he obviously played in. And we all we were so excited wasn't he When because he was on the bench that day and he, he came on and and we were all like oh you know here he is and he, he looked so confident when he was on the ball and and he, he lit the place up and you know we've seen bits of that at Chelsea um, and he's starting to get more consistently starting to to show that that form again the reason why he was so highly rated and the reason they spent all that money on him we're starting to see bits of that so I think it's just going to be time time for him definitely
2: yeah yeah it was it was a bit Fifteen meters away from us. Yeah, warming it? up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're shouting at them. We're shighters.
1: <laughs> we're in <the> standard section. <laughs>
2: that was all three of the screamers that were there it. Right? That and was Tim. our. You know, we um, actually had
1: our two-year anniversary, didn't we, the other day of a uh, trip to Dortmund. Yeah, um, that'd be sad because we were meant to go last year <laughs> and this
2: year. <laughs> <laughs> last year and this year. It's just been delayed, hasn't it? So yeah. We got delayed. Me and you were on deployment. Yeah. We, were, we were both in the fall and, uh, ones.
1: This year, honestly, um, <laughs> no one's been going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: um, Can't wait to get back and watch, go a proper football yeah, holiday. Definitely. Um, it's overdue. I think, yeah, I'm going to go maybe Germany or Italy or Spain again. Yeah. Screamers
1: live, potentially, as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring you a lot along. <laughs> as we steadily get more and more <laughs> drunk throughout the evening. <laughs> I think, we did, did
2: we call... I want to move straight on to Leeds-Newcastle. Did we call this as a high... We definitely called one said, of the games uh, as a
1: really high. You said 4-2. Yeah. Oh, so close, mate. You said 4-2. So close.
2: Yeah. I kind of seen this game coming of my way and I did, I did say this was going to be Leeds yeah. um, bounce game and it absolutely was because um, it was at home. It was lined up against Newcastle. Obviously, I'm missing. Um, they're missing ASM. Um, Set maximum for, for, years, for, <laughs> for you. your Non Jordies, um, yeah, kind of played out exactly the way I thought it was going to. Um, I don't think Leeds can, can Leeds sustain this level of football, this kind of football, brand of football, till the, till the end of the season.
1: That's the question, isn't it? Um, the thing is, everyone said it about Liverpool, haven't they? That brand of football, that high press, that attacking, constantly on the go type of football. Everyone said, you know, could they handle it? And they've proven that they can. Um, with Leeds you know I'd, I hope I'd like to I'd like them to continue this brand if they can do it then absolutely but it's going to be a struggle you know the championship is very different to the premier league um we know that watching you know watching a lot of football and watching teams that come up from the championship as well um you often see them sort of dip off in that middle of the season you know when it gets to january february march time you often see those teams sort of dip off and then they pick up again towards the end um so only I get, you know, only time will tell whether Leeds will be able to keep up this sort of football. But with results like this, I, I really hope it does.
2: <laughs> uh, I think they're a great watch. I really do. I really do think they're a, they're a really, really good watch. Obviously, watching a game with seven goals and it is just fucking delightful. <laughs> it's
1: everything you want, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, you referenced them in comparison to Liverpool, and I can definitely see... Um, the reason for that, because because of the intensity and the and the fitness required to play to play at Liverpool, and um, for the past three years, I would say three and a bit years, when when Liverpool were pro, sort of trans, transitioning from a counter attack attacking side to a more possession based side. Um, but this thing is, it the the ball turns over far more frequently um, with Leeds than it than it ever did with Liverpool. Which means they have to do twice the yeah. running, Liverpool. Do. Yeah, that's <laughs> because they, they don't, they don't, they don't have a Jordan Henderson in the, mid, in the middle of the field, just absolutely exhausting the opposition <laughs> midfield by by just moving the ball and and causing them to run. You know, it's obviously they have Calvin Phillips, who I, I do think is probably he's up there with one of the best DMs in the mid and uh, the in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, they they do need to stop turning over possession as much. Um, but if that's their brand, that's their brand, and it will keep them up. I don't, I don't think they're in any sort of danger, Leeds, unless something drastic happens. Unless um, you go through some sort of injury crisis, cause I, I do know that um, Bielsa does like to keep a small sort of eighteen man squad. In um, the same sort of along the lines as uh, like Sari and, and other managers of the like, where they they, they prefer what with a smaller group of players, yeah. that rather than rather than having a whole lot of depth um, outside the first eleven. But I'm not worried about Leeds. Uh, I hope they do keep up the football they're playing (laughs) because it has a a decent watch. Uh, Shall we go over to Arsenal Southampton?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Again, where to begin in this one? Um, Arsenal. uh, Again, you know they were lucky. I think to get to get a point, especially after going down to ten men. I think they actually done quite well to get a point out of that game. Um, uh, When they went down to ten men. I thought Saints are really going to turn on the pressure now and, 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 and go for blood, but Arsenal managed to just sort of hold on, didn't they? And um, Arsenal finally stopped the rot of three consecutive defeats in the Premier League um, to, to get a, probably quite a credible draw in the end.
2: Yeah, um, yeah considering the stats are heavily in Southampton's favour. Um, and they did concede possession. They did concede possession. Uh, Arsenal only had 35%. In possession for the for the entire match. Um they had less shots than Southampton but had more shots in Target. and um, which shows you know they're learning they learning to, to get points when not playing particularly well. I think obviously they need to stop getting red cards. I seen a stat somewhere that zero point seven percent of the, every red card in the Premier League has <laughs> either been given to Arteta or a team he's managing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um the, yeah. the red the red card thing's starting to become an issue, isn't it?
2: Um, uh, it's because when you go down to 10, it's just, it's just,
1: you're just causing yourself an awful battle. And they were,
2: they were very lucky, and it was from a, a moment of individual brilliance. Um, from, from Aubameyang and that's the kind of positions Aubameyang needs to be getting himself into. Um, it kind of maybe helped them in a way. I mean, they need to learn to utilize Aubameyang It was, was a great um,
1: finish, wasn't it? As well, really good finish, yeah. There's
2: a reason why, like, they do kind of play this, like, tippy-tappy football, or they have been before, previous to this game, um, but they try and get, like, sort of every player involved and cross from deep, and they're always looking for high-head-level he- sort of crosses as well. I mean, there's a reason why teams use their best players to the best of their ability. There's a team why Wilfred Zaha has been an outlet for Crystal Palace for the past sort of three or four years. There's a reason why we used to always go through Salah, um... You know, when 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 Salah had his wonder season, it was just <laughs> get the ball onto like, the right hand side of the pitch somehow. Uh, it, there's a reason that that teams do this, um, and they need to need to like look towards the the players with true 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 quality in these sort of moments and, and look for a little bit of um get like a little bit of individual brilliance like that to to get them home. They get they, they go home with a point. Um, Rather than nothing, it's better than nothing,
1: definitely. Um, it's quite quite ironic, wasn't it? Walcott scoring as well. Um, did you see the picture? I did,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic, guys. Um, a- folks, if you've not seen the picture, type in Theo Walcott if, um, into Twitter, look down the, the picture for the or whatever. Um, it's a picture of him scoring in an Arsenal, <laughs> our in the background, and an Everton kit, <laughs> and then the exact same in reverse, obviously. Uh, and the pictures marry up so well, uh, f- fantastic. Whoever whoever sourced those pictures, yeah, it's
1: brilliant, isn't it? Uh, but it was a great, really great, great job. finish as well. And, and I thought I thought Southampton were unfortunate not to come away with the three points, but uh,
2: they were by far the better team. And, they could have been, really and another day. Yeah and another day they, they come away with
1: the with the three but, points you know that result it leaves arsenal you know in 15th on 14 points um 3 behind newcastle and leeds newcastle have a game in hand as well so you know if if they win that it gets even worse for arsenal so um yeah uh did you catch any of uh, the classic arsenal fan tv stuff as well <laughs> <laughs> it was my immediate go to yeah. when it, when it, when <laughs> Walcott scored was straight on it straight on it on Twitter oh yeah and, uh, it did not disappoint fucking didn't
2: brilliant. disappoint fucking yeah, brilliant
1: it's... maybe we need to do something like that <laughs> us right, how many of you are just
2: me and you just watch... fucking screaming clop out <laughs>
1: but, well maybe we could watch watch the Arsenal fan TV lads I think that'd be a oh United have just scored <laughs> what a finish <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm a couple of minutes oh, behind PO, uh, Marcus Rashford <laughs> what a finish by the way um, <laughs> live commentary <laughs> Sorry, I've completely put me off track. Then it literally just just in front of me, right in the telly. Um, but yeah, uh, Arsenal, uh, Big Sam. You know, would he have done a job for Arsenal?
2: No, well, we don't have that <laughs> yeah, option anymore. That's it. You know, and Sheffield United must be like, oh fuck, that was uh... <laughs> that was our
1: option. Yeah. <laughs> that was our Mark, option. <laughs> Mark Hughes potentially.
2: <laughs> oh dear me, dear me. Oh wow. What
1: a goal! Yeah, that, what a finish! <laughs> oh, yeah, just my
2: streams <laughs> just caught up.
1: <laughs> Brilliant first touch!
2: Right, uh, Should we do a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enough, enough of live, live football.
2: Yeah. Um, let's let's go over to Everton Leicester. I called this wrong. I thought Leicester were probably going to get the points on the day. Um, Leicester looked. Yeah, we'll t- t- hey, were were need it, were not they? They were really bad. They were really, really bad. I thought they'd bounce back against Brighton and that was going to be a turning point for them to get back on track. Um, Everton were... Everton, I've really got, like... Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey are superb at They yeah.
1: They are, yeah.
2: They are, they are yeah. They, they are. See, and the advantage they have just from the sheer height and physicality, um, and I knew a set-piece goal was coming. It was always going to come. It was always going to come and, and it puts the game to bed. I mean, there's... there's <laughs> Whatever you think that there's a certain advantage to having four centre backs in a pitch, um, or four traded centre backs, and <laughs> and on the pitch, um, yeah, um, another another really really good, well organised um performance from Everton. Um, the thing that Carlo Ancelotti is really really good at, in my opinion, is knowing what, knowing what certain players can do and knowing what certain players can't do, and then and then using that using that in a tactical sense and and. In terms of like, it's okay to have Sir Sigurdsson on the pitch with Kuri's the there to do the fucking running yeah. for him. Um,
1: yeah, I thought uh, Everton Everton were, were really really good. Um, Alan went off, didn't he? Though, which potentially is a concern for them.
2: Well, that's what I thought was going to be the the, the turning point yeah. of the match because um, Gomez came on for Alan, and Gomez did try and get be a bit physical, and he almost gives away the pen, and it could be considered a pen, but a bit soft for me. I, I do think it was the right decision to overturn it. Uh, but Gomez does try and be a bit more physical. You can definitely tell that they, they were lacking in midfield once Alan went off. Um, they probably should have maybe just moved to a back three at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought the same. I thought it, you know when when he came off, it'd be a bit of a potential problem for Everton. But you know it didn't didn't look like it hindered them at all. Um, and then I thought I thought it was good as well for Everton that you know they were able to to. to drop or rest Pickford depending on who you speak to uh, and keep and keep a clean (laughs) sheet I thought that was a positive for them as well you know dropping their first choice goalkeeper and keeping a clean sheet is always always what you want as a manager isn't it when when you take an under fire goalkeeper out of the limelight and and this replacement comes in and gets a clean sheet it's it's what you wanted as as the gaffer.
2: Well, he did come out and say that that change was completely for rotation, and yeah. um, because they have a lot of fixtures coming up. Uh, you never really think of goal uh, goalkeepers having to be a player that has to rest because their job isn't particularly <laughs> as physical as maybe the other positions on the pitch. It's That mental rest, I think, isn't it? I think, I think, yes, yeah. It's like a day off, and it's just kind of maybe you do kind of feel. You know, ready to go for the next match and obviously Olsen is a good a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Um and he was very much what, what you'd expect of a, a an international, um, thirty three year old, well experienced goalkeeper. It was that kind of yeah, performance. Definitely. Um he's got a clean sheet in the bag, you know, okay to him. He didn't have a whole lot to do, but he still got a clean sheet. Um yeah, really good job by Everton. Uh they are getting they seem to be getting better and better, um as they kinda he seems to always be learning. Ancelotti yeah. seems to always be rectifying mistakes.
1: Yeah, like you say, he's a
2: very, very proactive yeah, manager. He doesn't
1: dwell on his laurels. Also. He doesn't, you know, try and. He's not very stubborn as to if stick it doesn't things work. Out. Yeah, he just um, if it's not working, it changes, and I, 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 really do like that about Ancelotti. I rate, I rate that quite highly.
2: Yeah, and when it works, this it works. It. Um, and then he, and then he sticks to it. I mean, it's it sounds very straightforward, but it could be very. Uh, People would be very, very surprised at how many managers just stick to their system and just really, really can't deviate oh, from I it. Mean,
1: look, how, look at Sheffield United, do you know what I mean? That's the prime example, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Pep, Pep Guardiola. Pep, yeah,
1: you put Pep in there. Yeah, because he
2: never really, seems, never really seems to have a plan B. Never really has this, uh, just has this total football mentality, uh, which is obviously great. I mean, makes him a really good watch. When but it doesn't work, it, it doesn't work. When it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work, and it's, you know what I mean? You never see Pep going in a four four two playing it Big salmon <Sam's laughs> tactics don't come out with Pep, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Everton carry on. Um, bit of a, I think that'll win Leicester maybe yeah. a bit. I think that'll. Um, hurt. In terms. That'll not just hurt. because, yeah, not just because they lost, but because they were clearly
1: outplayed and they were second best in the entire game, weren't they? And being at home as well, it's never, it's never a good.
2: No, that's really not right over to the big one. Liverpool-Spurs. Jose Mourinho said the better team washed.
1: I, I, not as a Liverpool fan saying this, but as a footballer fan, I completely disagree with him. Um, I, I, not completely disagree with him, but I thought Spurs were better in the second half. But for that first 45 minutes, I know that they scored in that time, but I thought they Spurs were completely played off the pitch. I, you know... For me, it didn't work in the first half of Tottenham. Um, I felt like they were lucky to get the goal. Uh, and then when they you know, they scored, Liverpool came straight back at them. That's the end of the second half. Liverpool were all over them again. Um, second half, Tottenham grew into the game a bit. But to say that the better team lost, looking at the stats alone, I mean, 76% possession for Liverpool. 17 shots to Tottenham's eight. Liverpool had 11 shots on target to Tottenham's two. Um, you know, seven corners to their four. That those stats alone, <laughs> you can't tell me the better team lost. Um, and watching the game, no, not for me.
2: For argument's sake, right, I did. I text you this morning. I basically said, "Look at this. This is stupid." Yeah, he <laughs> said this, um, but I am kind of going to. I've kind of had a chance to sort of mull over it a little bit, and I can see why Josie Mourinho said that because on another day, Tottenham win that game. If Berwin puts away those oh, chances, I agree with you. Yeah, and Harry and Harry Kane puts away that header. It's you know, it's a it's it's a it's a genius, and he's he's outclassed another brilliant manager. Um, that's what the, that's what the headlines would say. Um, oh wow, Yeah, two one United, <laughs> two one United. Live updates here on the talk streamers. Fucking okay, twelve hours after it <laughs> Um. Yeah. And what was I? Uh. Yeah. So I can understand why Jose said that. Um. I mean, yeah, on another day, Tottenham 100% win that match, and in and the, and the, and the studio, they're talking about um, how he's masterclassed it again, or how it's boring football but gets results. Um, and I think when you do play that kind of brand of football that, that Jose Mourinho's was playing, you've got to have a bit of luck on your side. I mean, Bell was so close to scoring, Harry Kane should should really be putting that header a he's away got a like, score I he's like, got a release of the target
1: hasn't he it was, it was a terrible yeah. miss
2: from Kane um, yeah it was it was quite bad and Liverpool were fortunate in that and
1: but again you,
2: yeah and I don't think you know, we, Liverpool go on yeah I don't think Liverpool played particularly amazingly I think they played an, a decent a good performance solid performance but not like I don't think they I don't think they outclassed Tottenham in such a way that um, there was no chance that Tottenham were ever going to get a win and I think uh, on an all day that that results, like, um swings the other way. Uh, the the one thing I will say is Curtis Jones was
1: absolutely he's super phenomenal. Up. Curtis Jones, um, he's just giving him better He really and better. does, and you know, I've I've watched Curtis Jones since he was sort of under eight, we well, yeah, have, under 18s to twenty three. So his his full debut, um, and he's he's just getting better and better. And he's so confident in the ball. And you know, I've just pulled up a stat here from this game from yesterday successful passes in the opposition half tottenham the entire team 57 curtis jones 81 um so you know (laughs) to say to say he was confident positive going forward and and in the opposition half i think is a bit of an understatement i thought he was absolutely phenomenal yesterday and if he continues like that you know the sky is really the limit for him he can he can achieve wonderful wonderful things um I thought Liverpool's midfield in general was really good. Um I thought Fabinho and Reese Williams at centre back were were phenomenal. Um, you know, Reese Williams' Premier League debut, it, it didn't look like it was. You know, he dominated in the air. Um he was really, really good for such a young player, for someone who's playing non-league football last season, to come in and step up the way he has, I think uh, he's an absolute credit to to you know non-league football what what you can do at non-league football and the way it does actually prepare you for you know the the big leagues and he's come in and he's not looked I don't think he's looked out of place once so far um yeah I th- and then I think it was great for Firmino to get the goal as well and it was a re- it was a brilliant header wasn't it Firmino's header
2: it was it was absolutely superb. Um- Bobby had a really, really good game as well. He definitely thrives off the fans being back yeah, in the he stadium. Really does, doesn't he? he did have an extra sort of spring in his step. I think um, the 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 goals from from recent games as well have have maybe given a little bit of a, a boost of confidence as well. Um, and I just want to touch on rich Williams and you know what, what an impressive young player he is. And I think he is actually ready um, for for the Premier League level, uh, although he doesn't really probably have the attributes of Joe Gomez who came in at a, sl- a similar age. Um, he definitely offers something different um, to Joe Gomez that I don't think can be really understated. Um, Do I think he's ready to be Liverpool's fourth-choice centre-back? Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I do think, yeah, Uh, my pecking order would be um, Virgil van Dijk. I still rate Joe Matip slightly higher than um, Joe Gomez. Um, That's based on Joe Gomez seems to make a lot of progress, get injured, gets a bit of a reset, makes a lot of progress. Yeah, I could have seen that part. Of him. Um, and Joe Matter does offer a lot of things. He's a lot he's a bit of the understated defender because he plays next to the best centre back in the world. Yeah. Um but he's he's amazing in the air, he's good with his feet, um he runs from midfield when he, when he carries I think the that's ball. That's an
1: underrated part of his game, the way he carries the ball forward and um the the way he act, he's actually a bit of a footballer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, everyone talks. Yeah, everyone talks about you know Van Dyke's skill on the ball and stuff like that. But when you watch Matip and the, like you say, the way he picks the ball up and and runs from from centre back to to the opposition box and stuff like that, you think, bloody hell, <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, what I love about him as well is just so kind sort of uncoordinated. He almost looks as well. He's you know he's he's like a giraffe, isn't he? He's, the way he runs. Um <laughs> but he seems like he's such a, a great person as well and a really nice guy and someone that you want
2: very very wanting in the changing
1: popular. room and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Very popular in the dressing room. And you need and you need dressing room atmosphere is important. Um but yeah, Liverpool set top of the league now. Um do you think they can can they retain the title?
1: I don't see why not. Um you know, at the moment they've beaten their uh, you know, at, Obviously position positioning points wise, they've beaten then their rivals, haven't they? Um I think if they if they keep just, just picking up results and grinding wins out then then yeah, I don't see why Liverpool can't win the league. But for me it's still a bit too early to be talking about the title. Um, especially with the way the season's been going so far.
2: Yeah. For me it's gonna be um Liverpool or Joe or Spurs that's, that's my two main picks at the minute unless something drastic happens and Man City can make up a lot of ground and really start playing back to their usual selves I mean they probably need to go the rest of the season unbeaten um, for that to happen I think uh, obviously people will wonder why I've not mentioned Chelsea I think Chelsea probably would be in the running if they had a different manager I don't think Frank Lampard's quite at the level that he's going to win a Premier League just based off some of the maybe the poor decision making we've seen so far, but he's kind of lost. And like you've said, I like you said they've really struggling to beat better teams, not having not got a win over a team um, that's above tenth position. Where it's almost Christmas, isn't exactly title winning form. Yeah. Um, so unless that turns right, I think yeah, I'm going to say the same for them. Unless they go the rest of the season unbeaten, um, they will they will um, they, that would be their, own, their only way up in the title for me. And I really do think if you finish above. Liverpool this season, you you will be champions. Yeah, I agree
1: with you there. I think, yeah.
2: All right, okay. So that's gonna that's gonna do it for today, mate. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, go over to www.totsskimmers.com and um, you can see we have got all the different hosting sites and stuff like that. We're going to have more stuff coming here as well, articles, etc., etc. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We are back tomorrow with the preview for the next match week. Uh, cheery bye bye bye.